calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Audio. Audio Media presents The Patron Saint of Suicides Created by Alex Dolan Medical examiner Stuart Collins and detectives Gibson and Price stood around another body. Mm, What do you know about this one? His name was James Kendall, a defense attorney who moved out from L.A. about a year ago. He lived in Trestle Glen, big house, too big for one man, if I can be honest. The housekeeper found him. You saw the syringe. You think it's the same person who killed Lynn Jackson? Is it pentobarbital? It wouldn't surprise me, but we don't have the lab results back. Fast track that, please. What can you tell us? Based on the level of decomposition, he probably died about two days ago. There, there's the point of injection. About the same place as Lynn Jackson. See this? Scrapes on the palms and forearms. Defensive wounds. There was a struggle. Not much of one, but a struggle. Kendall was a big man. You're saying he didn't put up much of a fight? (laughs) Doesn't look like it. Maybe the attacker was a lot stronger. Maybe he just didn't know how to fight. No connection between James Kendall and Lynn Jackson. At least nothing we've found yet. No connection to Clemente Barra, Wesley Pope, or Haven Ultima either. That we know. (laughs) This is good. I never get to hear case details like this. Sorry, we don't mean to take up your time with this. (laughs) Are you kidding? I want to get some Twizzlers and watch. Keep going. There is one connection. He knew Phoebe Newhouse. Really? Kendall defended Newhouse in one of her trials. Just found the connection an hour ago. Oh, I have a theory. You do? What is it? 
Mm, okay, so there's an East Coast-West Coast rivalry between Twizzlers and Red Vines. What are you talking about? East Coasters like Twizzlers, West Coasters like Red Vines. Me? I was born in Maine, so Twizzlers. Detective Price, where are you from? Los Angeles. And? Red Vines. Exactly. Detective Gibson? Stuart, this isn't the time. I I thought you were going to share something about the investigation. Detective Gibson? Fine. Baltimore. And? Twizzlers. Exactly. How often do you talk to living people, Stuart? Mm, Not often. We released Clementa Ibarra about two hours ago. What? We couldn't hold her. She confessed. For all we know, she feels so guilty her friend died. She was compelled to take responsibility. Did she lawyer up? She didn't ask for a lawyer, no. So let's find out why she confessed. See if she has any real evidence we could use to connect it back up to the crime. Something she might have known that wasn't in the case file. We asked. She says the evidence is gone. Unbelievable. It wasn't my call to let her walk. They just told me. Shit. Sorry. Clementa's not going anywhere. You sure about that? Say she was involved in the train track killings. She could have run any time over the past year, and she hasn't. Let's look at Kendall's connection to Phoebe Newhouse. He defended her in court. We know Newhouse works in assisted suicide. And Kendall lived three minutes away from the house Kamiko Otomo's renting. Maybe there's connection between him and Otomo and the rest of this. My God, that woman. Why is she at the center of everything? I swear she's the fucking devil. Possibly. We just need to prove it. Look at you. This is the first time I've seen Owen Olson since he was shot down in Union Square. Hello, Owen. I never thought I'd see you again. Do you like the wheelchair? Sure. It's a good look. They don't want me walking for a while. Ironic, considering. He almost salivates at his own joke. I needed to ask you something. Why now? Because I heard you got stabbed. I figured I'd ask you, in case someone does the job right next time. Ow, that hurts. Good. It's not so bad. I've got a few more holes to match the one the police gave me. (laughs) Still have a bone to pick with them about that. The police are supposed to wait for the judge to try and kill me. You did pull a gun on me. (laughs) You don't know. What are you talking about, Owen? (laughs) That was a toy gun. No one told you. A toy gun. Like Eric Leichenberg at the high school. Well, I guess you were far enough away. It was a squirt gun with a passing resemblance to a Glock. Not only did it not have bullets, I didn't even fill it with water. I'm surprised they didn't tell you. I guess you're not as tight with the Victor Blossom as I thought. You're going to die in here. (laughs) I hope you didn't make the trip just to tell me that. I didn't. Get to the point, then. My pain meds aren't going to swallow themselves. I know you're not the only one behind Walking Sam. I am Walking Sam. 
No one else was walking, Sam. That was my work and mine alone. You're proud of yourself, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> A whole city peed their pants because of me. Wouldn't you be proud of that? People barely knew you existed. Oh, that's not true. You'd be surprised how many people knew me. Walking Sam is just some cult internet boogeyman. You hid behind the name. So what kind of notoriety do you really have? Walking Sam lives on without you. I am Walking Sam. Then I suppose you're okay with your voice being used on another site then? What are you talking about? When I go to Sam's Market, I get redirected to another site. And that site uses your voice. That's interesting. What do I say? No villains, no victims. Oh, I like that. That's not you? Does it look like I'm running my own website here? I haven't seen a computer since they dumped me in here. Then how are they using your voice? Tech magic. People are very clever. The site is called The NV. Ah, sounds familiar. So you are working with other people? That's the right question. You weren't working alone? Of course not. So you're not Walking Sam? You're not listening. I am Walking Sam, but Walking Sam is part of something bigger. Tell me! You haven't put that together either. Did you really think one person could stay on top of Haven Otomo, Wesley Pope, and every other participant in Sam's challenge while we were having our get-to-know-you? A colleague was out there stalking and filming your boyfriend. You really thought that one person could do all that? Someone dropped off a packet of strychnine in your lobby while I was talking to you in real time. I thought you said it wasn't strychnine. Oh, don't be pedantic. It's obnoxious. There are others. Who are they? Come on, I'm not going to tell you everything. How many? This is boring. All right. What do they want? No villains, no victims. Haven't you been listening? All the people who died on Sam's Market, they're all villains? How would you characterize them? Eric Leichenberg? He was a kid who walked into a high school with toy guns so the police would kill him. You made him do that. Do you know why Eric Leichenberg came to Sam's Market? His uncle worked at the Magic Bread Factory for about 20 years. He lost an arm and he never worked again. The company found a way to weasel out of workers' comp. Merrick, he wanted payback. So what? He wanted to take out a hit? Oh no, it wasn't a hit, not at all. He came to Sam's Market, so I'd place bombs all over the factory. He wanted to take out the whole building and everyone in it. <laughs> uh, if you only waited a few years, they'd have demolished it for him. Did you have anything to do with the rubble man they found at the factory site? I have no idea what you're talking about. What about Luke Paget? Luke Paget had a grudge against his stepmother. She was a... 25-year-old who married his father a year before he died of cancer. And from his perspective, she stole Luke's inheritance. She had kids from a first marriage, and they got all the money. 
Luke got nothing. He came to Sam's market to slaughter her and her whole family. There was a baby in the mix, too. I think her niece's daughter. Luke wanted to take out eight people, all for a little loot. What did Ben Blossom do? He's a child. I guess Victor Blossom wouldn't have told you about that either. That makes sense. Ben wanted me to find and kill the man that was suspected of killing his mother. It was some guy who was brought in for questioning and then made a run for it. Ben Blossom wanted Sam to find and kill that man. That sounds like justice. Not a reason to hurt a 12-year-old. If a 12-year-old is ready to put a hit out on a grown man, what do you think that little shit is going to do when he grows up? You want to nip that in the bud? You're proud of going after a child. I'm proud of stirring up enough terror that others will think twice before committing the same transgression. Why, Oakland? You're from South Dakota. I came to study at Stanford. Stanford's never heard of you. Well, you don't have to be enrolled to study at Stanford. You can always audit courses. They let you audit courses? If you're smart enough, you can figure out how to sneak into those classrooms. <laughs> you're not smart enough to get into Stanford, just smart enough to get into the classrooms. Say you came all the way here to study at Stanford. Why Oakland? Why not San Jose? Berkeley, San Francisco. That's an interesting question. Couldn't find any villains outside of Oakland? I want to see how much I can say without spoiling everything. Ah. We wanted to expose crimes on the dark web. When people are anonymous, they sink to even deeper, darker depths. You get to see how black someone's soul is when they're not hiding anything, when they're not pretending to be decent. I left an open field. Anyone could ask for anything they wanted. Could have asked you for an ice cream sundae? I believe I asked you for a gun, and you were ready to kick me off the site. First, I did kick people off, the ones who didn't tell me their darkest desires. Someone wanted to be a porn star, someone wanted ninja skills. I didn't respond. I took on people who were going to hurt people and keep hurting people until someone stopped them. Second and most important, I was never going to kick you off the site. You already know I was sent to find you. Once I found you, I couldn't let you go. We've been looking for someone like you. What makes me so special? Oh, you're still thinking you're a good person. You're not. You're so fucking evil, Aiden, and you don't even know it. Those are the kind of villains we want. Someone who doesn't know how much damage they cause, so they'll keep wreaking havoc until someone stops them. Someone should have stopped the boy who made his friend drink bleach in South Dakota. You want someone like me to root out the monsters, because I know what evil is. I can spot it a mile away. And boy, do I see it in you. What does any of that have to do with Oakland? They have an annual list of the most violent cities in America. You know what city is always in the top five? I'll give you a hint, it's not San Jose. We had to pick one city. You really want to make an impact. You can't spread yourself too thin. 
if villains start to disappear in dribs and drabs throughout the country, no one's going to put it together. You want to get attention. You do something really dramatic in a small area. Something localized, something shocking. You know that. You made a statement with those men on the train tracks. We want this to be loud and big. That means local and terrifying so we can amplify the message. And that message would be? People need to know someone's watching them. They'll be held to account. All it takes is one wave of reprisals to terrorize the community. Jack the Ripper only killed five people. You're terrorists. Call us whatever you want. It won't change anything. No villains. No victims. <laughs> does that include you? You know it does. Why do you think I came out into the open? I belong in here. Goodbye, Owen. Have you ever wondered why I never told the police anything about you? I have no idea what you've told the police. I never told them anything about you. The things I know you did. You ever wonder why I never said anything? Because I didn't do shit and you can prove anything? People who don't do shit never say you can't prove anything. Because you want to kill me? No. <laughs> we want to make an example of you. What does that mean? I won't spoil the ending, but you're going to show the world what happens when someone who pretends to be virtuous is as rotten as they come. You'll help people understand why they need to clean out the bad to make room for the good. He's not going to tell me what they have planned. And I'm too scared to ask. One more question. Shoot, detective. Why are they using pentobarbital? Because they use it in assisted suicides? Because it's what they use in lethal injections? Pentobarbital, huh? Interesting. I didn't know until you said it, but it makes sense. My guess? They use it because that's how you put down dogs. When the police released Clementa, she didn't know what to do with herself. She came back to St. D and worked into the night, shut inside her office. She thought the knock was someone from the call center. The center was on another floor, but occasionally, someone dropped by to commiserate after a bad call. The person in the doorway was unexpected. Someone else might have been frightened. Clementa was relieved. You can close the door behind you. It's okay. I was expecting a visit. Don't worry. I'm not going to put up a fight. I see the needle. It's as good a way to go as any. I hear it's like going to sleep. I could record a confession, but I suppose you don't need one if I already spoke to the police. Come on. I'm ready. Please, Lord, forgive me.
The Patron Saint of Suicides was created by Alex Dolan and produced by Audio Media and co-written by Alex Dolan and Vince DeJohnny. Starring Elisa Park as Haven Otomo, Rob Schwab as Victor Blossom, Dee Rosen as Kamiko Otomo, Georgia McKenzie as Zoe Gibson, Paul Green Dennis as Leonard Price, Robin Regalado as Clementa Ibarra, A.J. Beckles as Owen Olson, and Richie Ammons as the narrator. Also featuring performances by Morrison James, Jason Webb, Bill Kernodal, Patrick Conroy, Brenda Smith, Akshdeep Singh, Marianne Case, John Klug, Jamie Mack, C.J. Cressy, Catherine Michaels, Erica Sanderson, C.B. Drogi, and Allison Shepard. For more information, visit www.suicidesaints.com. Five minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.